You're listening to Scarif Bay Community Radio and you're welcome to Exploring Irish Seed Savers, a new programme where we'll visit seed savers here in Scarif and uh, have a chat with various people here and find out exactly what goes on here. And I can promise you it's going to be very, very interesting and a lot more than you thought. Now, I'm here with Deirdre Morrissey. Uh, Deirdre, first of all, you're welcome to Exploring Irish Seed Savers on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here. Uh, Deirdre, just, I suppose, to start off with, we're here in the Seed Bank. Yes, that's Uh, right. You might tell us, um, you know, what a seed bank is. Sure. Um, So we're very, very fortunate to have Ireland's only living seed bank here in Scarif, County Clare. Um, So a seed bank, yeah, it's interesting. Seed banks, I suppose, were originally set up with the intention of conservation. So conserving, you know, food crop heritage, that's what we do here. And the seed bank, this one is was purpose-built in uh, and opened in 2012 um, with the purpose of housing the, all the wonderful seeds that we collect. So samples of those in a conservation fridge so that we can grow those varieties on, we can preserve them, conserve them, and then have them to use in the future as well. And we might use them ourselves for growing on further crops, but also um, members of the public, scientists, researchers, we'd often get inquiries, uh, people, you know, wanting to, to look into, you know, what the food, maybe the nutritional content of, of a certain crop. And so we would have foil packeted, you know, samples um, for them to use as well. So how long, I mean, do will the seeds last if you save seed here which might be rare mm-hmm. uh, I know when, if I buy a packet of seed somewhere there'll be a, a use before date on it yes. uh, how does that work here okay well it really goes back to um, each and every seed just like ourselves Jim we're all unique every single one of us have um, you know different qualities and you know s- some of us live longer than others so you can't pin it down exactly but Seeds usually with a harder coat, you know, like beans and peas and things, they last longer. And if they're kept in the right conditions, they can last up to 10 years. Um, Now, other seeds, let's say like parsnip, parsnip seed is very, very light. I don't know if you do a bit of gardening yourself, but it is very light seed and it actually only lasts the one year. It drops then the germination rate of it would drop quite significantly over 50% in the second year. So you'd have to grow that and save it every year. So it really depends on the type of seed. It also depends on how we harvest the seed. You know, if you harvest seed too early and it's not mature, then it's not going to last very long, even in a seed bank. Um, Also then the drying drying down process. So we bring it into our lovely purpose-built sunny solarium that we're sitting in today and we dry it down and then we further dry it in our drying rooms and that extracts as much moisture as we can from the seed so that it will then once it goes in the fridge it will last longer so of course we know when we're sowing a seed we need water for it to germinate but at the end where we're drying a seed moisture is actually the enemy and we need to extract as much as we can and then save it and then you're, you've got the best chance of it lasting as long as it can. But 
you know, I, I've been, I love seeds, of course, and I've, you know, I've, I've been reading up on them a lot. And uh, there's actually seeds that have been found in, in Egypt, in, in the tombs with mummies and in clay pots, you know, in uh, South America. Um, and they've been found to germinate after hundreds of years. So again, it's all about, you know, the quality of the seed and then the right conditions, really. And, and that's what this seed bank gives us. It gives us those wonderful um, conditions that we can save our seed in. And as I mentioned, you know, the seed bank um, was, was built in 2012 um, with a very kind funding from LEADER um, and also CLDC, Clear Local Development Co Company, and also um, the Frank Jackson Foundation. So it's just so special to have um, a building of this, you know, magnitude here in, in County Clare. And I suppose maybe for historical reasons, people associate the Irish Seed Savers organisation here in Scariff with apple seeds. But of yes. course, you, you mentioned parsnips there a moment ago. Uh, your remit here goes far beyond apples. Absolutely. Um, I think it's a, it's a wonderful combination. We have the apple trees, which are a huge part of Ireland's um, you know, heritage. Um, we house 180 of the native Irish apple trees. Um, you know, we're the only place in Ireland that has that complete collection. We've done the DNA work on the apple trees to ensure that what we have is what, you know, what we have is what we say it is. Um, and also then the seeds. And Ireland, you know, it's an agricultural country, has been for centuries. Um, and many people, you know, had their own little seed saving on their own farms. I was talking to a gentleman from County Mayo recently and his family saved a cabbage seed and they, they just saved it year on year. It was just, it was what you did. You, you grew your cabbages, you gave some to the cows for fodder, you ate some, you know, it went into the pot. And then you kept um, some for seed and you let it go to seed in the second year and you saved it in your in your little tin tea box and um, in a nice dry place and you use that for the next year. So Ireland has um, a, a lovely long history of, you know, seed saving. It's, a, it's, it's in the blood, I think, yeah. you know, and it's, it's not that difficult and a lot of people can do it. But the conservation part of it is, is very important. And, and just, I suppose, to draw a distinction between gene banks and seed banks, um, because a lot of people would hear of gene banks and, uh, you know, gene banks are a bit more like a laboratory setting. So the the seeds that would be held in a gene bank would be held um, for, you know, decades, whereas the seed that we hold here, as I was saying, a living seed bank, we're moving the seed, we're growing it out every few years to ensure that it adapts to the climate and so that, you know, and we keep it, keep it going. Cause some years as well is a good year, some is a bad year. And, you know, you want to make sure that the seed you are keeping is the best it can be. Um, I think with, with a gene bank as well, it's great for long-term conservation because, you know, you see currently, you know, the, the issues of food insecurity with the war in Ukraine. Um, a lot of people, you know, globally are talking about, you know, how our country is going to sustain themselves, have enough bread, you know, um, because of, of wheat um, demand, etc. Um, so I think it's really important that we do have gene banks um, and they basically then will hold those and be able to regenerate in the future. But I think living seed banks are 
equally, if not more important, um, because as I say, climate is changing, we're all changing, um, and the seed needs to adapt as well. And if it's held in storage for a very, very long time, it's not getting that opportunity to change and grow as the seasons, mm. as and we do. And of course, there, there could be, if, if it's held, let's say, for a few decades, um, there can be changes or even slight changes in temperature in in weather conditions over that period and oh, absolutely. it may have difficulty absolutely and we record um we record rainfall here we record soil and air temperatures here at our seed savers as well and um, so that we're actually also observing those you know can be very subtle changes but over time you know the amount of pollinators that are in the area that sort of thing so all of that is is super mm. important yeah you had michael d higgins the president here for the opening, I gather. Absolutely, and it was it was really interesting because if you think back to to 2012, um, you know 2009 onwards, it was a it was a time of financial insecurity. You know, global markets were were crashing all around us, and here we were in in this wonderful little you know corner of East Clare opening another bank, but a seed bank. <laughs> So while, while the rest of the financial banks are, are crashing down, we're, we're opening something which is full of hope, you know, and, and I, I don't make that comment lightly. Mm. It's, um, you know, in order to be able to be self-sufficient, that, that we can, here in Ireland, a small island, we've, we've often fed ourselves, we have a huge number of imports. Um, and if we can do any little bit to, you know, grow our own save our own seeds and rekindle that lost art then i think it's it's hugely important but it was a great day we had um um michael d higgins and his wife sabina and you know it was a great community day we linked in with them um, the the um community co-op in scarif as well and you could really feel that sense of community um because you know as as you probably know we're we're one of the largest employers of um people in East Clare and um, we've got 28 people working at yes. Irish Seed Savers not all full-time but um, you know fixed-term contracts and um, casual labour when we're doing our packing in our busy times and we have a lot of people that come here to do their placements and you know transition year students come um, uh, so it's great. It's a wonderful, uh, you know, we're, we really are part of the community here and we love that people are involved. You know, we have volunteers that come from Bodike and from Fecal and um, all around. So it's great. And tell me, I mean, as well as we'll say being involved locally, um, I would imagine that you would work closely with maybe other seed banks or other, you know, organisations around Europe or further afield that do the same work as yourselves? Absolutely. So we um, we also link in with a European network. Um, it's the Let's Liberate Diversity Network. And it's a Europe-wide collection of farmers, seed growers, seed companies, people interested in advocating for um biodiversity and food security um, and so we would work with you know we'd have links with Arkenoa which is in Austria with Sativa in Switzerland um, there's you know lovely new Europe, Eastern European countries as well um, we have friends in Croatia um, France yeah it, it, it goes on and we we meet at an annual general meeting every year in Europe and we partake in a lot of policy inputs and um, 
you know, there's there's a lot of changes coming about in the marketing laws at the moment. So we would feed into that as well on a European wide level. Um, and yeah, so and, and we also like it's, we even go farther afield. We, we've presented this year at um, a conference in the United States um, online. We didn't we didn't have to go and no, no carbon miles there, but um, we were able to produce a movie and um, offer it at a conference um, by the seed savers, um, the organic seed savers in in the states as well and we'd have links of people who would have sent seed from the states so people maybe that would have connections to ireland might be expatriates of ireland um, and they would have saved seed through their family when they moved or immigrated and they've repatriated them back to us as well so yeah lots of links and and with gene banks so in the in the late 80s and early 90s um the people here at our seed savers did a kind of a searching uh, exercise um, and looked at all of the gene banks in Europe and rematriated a lot of the seed back to us as well um, from gene banks that people in Ireland would have sent to them for safekeeping because there wasn't a seed bank in Ireland. Um, so it's wonderful to receive those back, like the Boo and Onion, which has local ties. I'm sure you might have heard of it. Um, well, the Boo and Onion um, we, we received from the Vavilov um, Institute in Russia, so when we were doing our searches. And we found that this seed, you know, it just comes in a little foil pack, you know, from a gene bank. Um, not much information, no social, cultural, historical information, just that it's an onion, it's of Irish origin, and maybe the year that it was banked. So we found it, we grew it on. We, we kind of did a little bit of research on the name, because Boon means it's an old Irish name for good health or long life. So grew out the onions and um, found that they were actually a very you know, good keeper, a good keeping onion. And um, they did have a long storage life. Um, and, you know, my, my predecessor, um, Jo Newton, she wrote uh, an article in our newsletter then some years after that and was explaining about it, but that we didn't know very much of it. And lo and behold, then we got a phone call um, from a gentleman who claimed that it might be from his father, who was a Barney Crombie, Crosby, sorry, Crosby, who, um, you know, had been um, breeding onions and that he thought that his father had sent it to this institute in Russia. So a bit more research, a bit more chat, and we find out that, yes, indeed, it was his. Um, we have lovely photographs of him. We've spoken to his family. And actually, his daughter is um, a, a woman now who lives locally, and uh, she works at Bridges Heart, which is the, the preschool here in, um, in East Clare, in, in Scarf yes. as well. So, yes. you know, wonderful. And we've been growing that onion on now for the last so many years. Um, and it's an excellent onion. And lovely sized onion and bred by you know somebody around here so yes. it's it's just fantastic yeah. marvelous and i suppose you know we have been people have been talking about food security and self-sufficiency you know maybe for 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 many many years mm -hmm. but i suppose the, the 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 war in ukraine um over the last few months has brought it home to us perhaps that the importance of food security and how we might have thought you know, to recently, you know, it was impossible to imagine a situation where food could be a problem. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I think we can see now that it can happen. Absolutely. Uh, really. And it's, you know, I suppose Irish seed savers, we're 31 years 
around this year. Um, and, you know, Anita Hayes who and Tommy, who, who started Irish Seed Savers all those years ago, they were real pioneers and had great vision. And they saw what was coming down the line. You know, they saw that... You know, we're not saving our own seed here in Ireland. We're not banking it. We're not conserving it and making sure that we keep it for our future generations. And, um, you know, I think what's really come about, you know, recently is, you know, we had Brexit, we had COVID, and now we have the war in Ukraine. And all of those things have created you know, supply chain issues. Um, and they've brought to the fore, really, that you know, we are an island nation, we're on the periphery of Europe, um, and that, you know, these things can happen. And we've we've seen it, you know, people rushing to get bread on the shelves, you know, from the shelves and all of that sort of thing. And if, you know, as I say, if we can all just do a little bit, um, even, you know, I have a friend down in, in Cork and she lives in a very small house and she doesn't really have a garden, but she brought in compost and she brought, and she has lovely beans growing up in her, in her backyard, you know, she grows lettuces in a in a little planter. You know, if we could all do a little bit, and if we can't grow or if we don't want to grow, that's of course that's fine as well. Um, but maybe to support organisations like Seed Savers, become a member, and you're then contributing also to that conservation effort and making sure that you know these seeds and and this possibility of growing your own food, which is you know the greatest freedom, um, is available for for those who come after us. Yes, and I and I see also that. You know, you you pay special emphasis to um, Irish seeds mm. and seeds that have been traditionally grown in Ireland, apples and I presume many other seeds as well. And I suppose that's very important. Absolutely. And, you know, the Department of Agriculture have been, you know, very kind in supporting us over um, these last 30 years to preserve the you know, Irish collection, let's say, of of seeds. Um, now, most of our food crops would have originally come from many different places, you know, from the Fertile Crescent of Europe, um, you know, maize from South America, things like that. But there's a very strong tradition of, you know, cabbage, peas, potatoes, onions, you know, those, those crops that we all know and love and have on our dinner plates. Um, so there are families that grew, you know, varieties of seed and saved that variety. And there used to be kind of gentlemen's agreements between farmers that one farmer would grow this particular variety and the others around wouldn't so that it wouldn't cross. Um, and then that farmer would supply the other farmers and give them, you know, yes, the crops as barter. well. Barter and, and, you know, working together in community and sure, you know, metal working together in the harvest and all of that. Um, so there's definitely a very strong, um, you know, uh, we have we have quite a lot of, of seeds that, you know, in the cabbages, kales, cauliflower, broccoli, the brassicas are very strong. We have lots of those um, because of our climate. They like wet, they like damp, damper conditions, so they thrive here. Um, peas are amazing. And I think, you know, with this move as well away from, you know, we're being asked to kind of cut down on our meat consumption, um, you know, protein, you know, a lot of people are vegetarian or vegan um, and, and we're looking for protein sources and we go to the health food shops and we get, you know, lentils and things like that and beans. But beans and peas grow fantastically in Ireland. Um, we grew out um, one of our older varieties, Daniel O'Rourke pea, last year um, up here on our hill um, 
field, Charlie Robinson's field, and uh, we had over 500 plants and the abundance of seed that you get from that. So we can then, you know, save our amount, our sample for conservation and for research, and then we can sell the remainder and other people can enjoy the pea. And you could just even grow a few peas yourself, eat, eat some of them, leave a few, and then you can let them go dry on the stalk and save them and have them for yourself for the next year. And would I be right in thinking, you know, I think you were referring to this a while ago, that, you know, as seeds originally, as you say, they made it, they come from anywhere. Yes. But uh, over centuries being grown in Ireland, uh, does new varieties establish or... Uh, particularly with in relation to the climate here. Yeah, so so as as we were saying, that things adapt, and you know if things have been grown time and time again, if they're grown in a certain area by maybe one or two farmers, then that would actually be called a land race variety, and so it's got association to that area, maybe to certain. Um, food meals, you know, particular to that area as well. Um, you know, there has been some crop breeding, um, but, you know, as you know here, we're really into the open pollinated. We just, you know, want nature to do its thing. Of course, you'll have things that will cross in farms. Um, if your neighbour is growing one pea and you're growing another, well, peas isn't a good example because they're self, they self-pollinate, but, you know, a cabbage or something, they would have the potential to cross. But at the end of the day, you still have a cabbage, you still have something to eat. It's not, um, you know, it's only if you want to keep a particular variety pure that you'd be worrying about that. Yes. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, if you've got something on, your, on the table, that's that's yes. really what's important, isn't yes, it? Yes, you won't go hungry. Indeed. <laughs> Tell me, somebody, as we as we come towards the end, if, if somebody wants to um, get more information or some one of our, our listeners are, are, you know, want to learn more, about what you do here in the seed bank, uh, what's the best thing for them to do? Well, I think first would be to come to one of our open days. So we um, every year we have a seed uh, exchange we, where we ask people to come and you know share the seeds that they might have saved themselves. Um, we also have a plant exchange, which we just had last Sunday now, and people bring their excess plants. You know, if you're sowing your tomatoes and you sow a bit too many, and we swap um, plants. Um, we also have our Heritage Open Day, which is on the 21st of August this year. So that's a fantastic day to come and get a real good feel of everything that's here. It's a real festive atmosphere as well. And then um, we also have apple tasting tours. Um, so apple tasting tours happen in September, October, when we have lots of lovely apples. People can taste and choose and maybe decide to graft an apple um, variety or purchase a variety that maybe they knew from, you know, of old and um, maybe their grandparents had an apple tree and it's the one that we have here um, and also then um, you know just just pop in we're open from Tuesday to Saturdays and um, come come see us you know we're uh, we're, we're a friendly bunch yes. and um, and there's lots to see as you know we've 20 acres and we've orchards we've the seed bank um, we have uh, beautiful uh, gardens um, and we we just love to see people coming in even just going for a walk um, you know during the day or whatever just to just to come and enjoy it you know this is this the, the community helped us 
to raise this whole place. We are, we, we're, we're really open to people coming in and um, asking questions and having the chats. Great. Well, Deirdre, thank you so much. It's been so interesting uh, coming in here and chatting about the seed bank and hopefully listeners will find it useful. And maybe we would ask uh, listeners to tune in again for the next issue of uh, exploring Irish seed savers and we'll possibly look at some of the other aspects of the work that you do here. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Jim. Thank you, Deirdre.